Welcome to Spirit in the Schools, a show revealing the Holy Spirit through self-gift and education. And now, here's your host, Mr. Zach Coyle. Spirit in the Schools. Welcome back, listeners, to Spirit in the Schools, where we reveal the Holy Spirit through stories of self-gift and education. I'm your host, Zach Coyle, principal of St. Vincent de Paul in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Today's episode is titled, New Modalities for Goodness. Hopefully, this will be a very inspiring vision for listeners, especially for current high school seniors and juniors, as we're featuring how this happens for Marion University and Scylla College in Plymouth, Indiana. I'm thrilled to welcome two members of the Marion and Scylla staff, Chancellor Joseph Height and Brian Pearson, Athletic Director. Brian, I didn't get to ask you before you came on. Pearson, Pearson, how do you say it? Pearson, I silent. I'm glad I asked you that. That's great. Pearson, thank you. Awesome. Well, welcome to both of you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having us Thank today. you. Thrilled you could be on. That's, that's awesome. Well, when we think about new modalities for goodness, Marion Ancilla really has some innovative ways to provide this, especially in three categories. And Chancellor Height and I got to talk a little bit before we came on. Catholic identity and view of the human person, so striking the vision that Ancilla offers. Scholarship offerings and some really unique pathways for low income or really any income family to access higher ed. So I'm excited to kind of unpack that with you a little bit. And just the breadth of programs for a school of its size and, and the rigor and quality with them. Academic, athletic, extracurricular. So Brian, again, I'm glad you can kind of speak to that with some more depth. It's, it's really going to be fun hearing. But uh, why don't we start Chancellor Height with you. Tell us a little bit about the role of Chancellor. If somebody's never heard of that word before, right? And they may not really know the title. Uh, what does it mean to you and how long have you been with Marion Ancilla? So I've been with Marion University's Ancilla College uh, for just two years. Uh, I joined at the beginning of the year in 2021. And so I've been blessed to serve as chancellor. And the role of the chancellor is by campus leadership, meaning you have President Elsner, who is the president of all of Marion University. And I serve as the chancellor or leader of Mary University's Ancilla College campus in Excellent. Plymouth, Indiana. That just helps clue people in if they if they never heard. I should ask you this before we came on, but does for Marion, you know, of course their central campus is down in Indy. Do they have any other affiliate campuses around the area? Is we Ancilla do. the only okay. And so campus wise, uh, a traditional campus with dorms, mm-hmm. student center, et cetera, uh, Ancilla is the only location. So sure. Marion University's Ancilla College. That said, we also have operations in Nashville, Tennessee, okay. and in Oklahoma City, and then also even on the north side of Indianapolis, if you're familiar with Keystone to Cross oh, in yeah. that area as well. Okay. Those are predominantly focused on our healthcare careers. Great. Uh, and Scylla Campus provides an array of program, degree program options. Yeah, I'm excited to, to hop right into that here in just a minute, but mm-hmm. that's great. Well, give us a short history, too, of Ancilla, because I think a lot of listeners around the nation may not have heard of the college yet. And, of course, it's actually, if, if I have this right, it's only been about three years that it's been marrying Ancilla. Even less than that. Yeah. And so Ancilla College began in 1937. Okay. Uh, it was started by the poor handmaids of Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, ironically, Marion University was started by the Franciscan sisters, and both originated from Germany. Yes, okay. And so as they shared uh, in a lunch just a couple of days ago, that they're even neighbors from when they started many, 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 many years ago. That's pretty cool. Uh, it is pretty cool. Uh, but I share with you that uh, in 1937, Ancilla College began and they operated all the way until uh, June of 2021. Okay. Marion University at that time opened Marion University's Ancilla College 
in July of 2021. So we're actually on our 18th month birthday. Oh, nice. Uh, and awesome. we mm, just finished great. our third semester. Great. Uh, and excited for the spring semester to begin in January. Well, that's wonderful. Three under the belt is a very Trinitarian number. So mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. That'll speak to the faith for sure. Now, but Brian, you've been with the school, I think you told me eight years. Is that right? Yep, correct. So you were uh, with Ancilla when it was just Ancilla. Yep. Staying on with Marion Ancilla. And of course, I think people will know the title athletic director, but just given a sense, what are, in terms of scope of your role, how many different programs sports-wise would you say you're you know, so directing So currently we with? offer 16 sports, soon awesome. to be 18 Great. with track. We're recruiting for that sport right now. Uh, we'll start that fall of 2023. Awesome. Um, so we're really excited about that. It's you a know, serious number of sports. Yeah, track is really going to enhance the cross-country recruiting. Yes. Uh, typically, schools, if they just have cross-country, they struggle to recruit that sport because sure. they don't offer track. What true runner wants to stay, I would, I guess, competitive in the spring season then. And Correct. if they don't have that vehicle, yeah. that's that's hard. Um, we've lost some recruits in the past due yeah. to that. So that's something the Chancellor and I have decided to, you know, we're going to move forward with hey, that. Hey, all right. Glory be to uh, God. That's great. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. And it's just going to enhance, you know, the recruiting for a lot of sports. Because track is a sport, it feeds other sports. Yes. You know, because if you're an athlete, you're an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. So you're... If you're a really high-level athlete, you're probably going to be good at some part of track, Yes. right? So I feel like that sport's going to really feed a lot of the other sports as well. Well, and I think what you're saying, too, about the cross-country tie-in, I think when I've met truly competitive racers, like a, a great athlete has that spirit of competition, right? That they really want to do their their personal best and show that growth. And so they're going to want to run competitively versus just training on their own. So what a wise move to, to add that yeah. in. Well, we'll hear more, um, you know, or Chancellor, how you're going to add something, oh, I Oh, no. I was, uh, when Brian gets an opportunity to share just the plethora of different programs that we offer in athletics, I think that'll be exciting. Oh, uh, that's discuss. great. That's great. Well, I did want to ask, too, just helping a listener kind of understand the school a little bit. Give us a sense of current enrollment for Marion and Silla on, on campus currently. Absolutely. And so our campus is designed to be a smaller campus yep. size. And so for students that are interested and having that close relationship with their professors, students that are interested in being able to have close relationships with with their uh, support staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you an idea, we have a great student success and engagement team. Oh, you good. ask, what does that entail? So you have you have individuals that are focused on providing coaching in terms of academics, sure. but also coaching in terms of career preparation and life preparation. We have advisors, but we also have each one of our professors. So, for example, if you're in the business degree program, your your professors serve as your advisor within the business degree program because they have a great knowledge and depth of relationships throughout the community with career experts that afford you the opportunity to be engaged in experiential learning outside of the classroom. That's a as brilliant well. model. I, it, I've it got really to think um, you you both know infinitely more about higher ed structures than mm-hmm. I do, but I've got to think that that's a fairly rare thing that your classroom professor is going to also really dive into that role of truly being a, an advisor with depth of knowledge mm-hmm. of the student and really kind of counseling them and shepherding them forward, right? You're absolutely correct. If you think about who has the strongest relationships with the students, it's going to be your professors. If you happen to be a student athlete, it's going to be your professors and your coach. If you're engaged in our clubs, it's going to be your mm-hmm. your, your professor, your yep. coaches, as well as your club uh, coordinator and leader. And so it just affords greater direction and allows for that relationship to flourish and provide the best guidance possible And so that's something that's really exciting. Also, being a school university campus that's designed to be smaller in nature, it also affords the opportunity 
to provide smaller class sizes. Yes. Uh, you know, truth be told, I'm blessed. I have a degree from University of Colorado. I've got a degree from Indiana University, and I have credentials from San Francisco State as well. And I'll share that in my undergrad experience uh, that, uh, you know, I was in classroom sizes of 100 to 200 students, especially in my freshman and sophomore year. And though I was able to successfully navigate that, that wasn't my personal uh, best scenario sure. for me to flourish right. in the classroom. Yeah. And so our classroom sizes are anywhere from, I would say, approximately 14 to about 24 students. Okay. And that allows for students to really have depth in a relationship, but also to be very comfortable in meeting with the professors during their office hours, as well as other times throughout the, the school year. And so I think those combination of student support coaches. Uh, we also have tutors. We also have peer tutors that sign up to assist. But then we provide additional experiences such as our 21st Century Scholars Coordinator. And so we have about five personnel that serve in a supportive capacity That's for all fantastic. of our students. Uh, in and, addition and what is to the their, rough enrollment number, give or take? So the rough enrollment number, we're in the, in the mid-200s right now. Yeah. Um, and what's exciting, though, is this, this past year, we experienced from our first year a 24.5% nice. increase awesome. in first-time students coming sure. to our school. The other thing I would love to share that I think is really important is when you go to a university, when you make that selection, you want to try to choose a university that's going to be able to prepare you best for your career as well as for your college aspirations, oh, obviously. Yes. Sure. And so that selection important there is retention, mm -hmm. meaning how many students felt very comfortable, felt supported, felt uh, elevated in terms of their success academically as well as holistically from campus ministry all the way to athletics. And so I'm excited to share that we even experienced a 38% increase from last year to this year. Things are really happening of, on uh, campus. Yeah, yeah awesome. absolutely. Yep. Uh, very exciting uh, to be able to provide those services because well, Marion University really does double down on student support services. I'll say, I mean, you know, for just even from the grade school level, you know, which is my, my background, if you think about having 200 kids and having five staff dedicated to their mm -hmm. growth and well-being, I mean, mm -hmm. that's... And of course, we're talking about adult learners now as they've, you know, hit 18. But Absolutely. yeah, but just still, that is a phenomenal investment in, in student capacity and success. So mm -hmm. I think if somebody's listening anywhere around the nation, which they well may be, or, but especially if they're in the Midwest and, you know, can access and, and come see the campus, that's pretty profound. And that's really what we're going to jump into is just this idea of new modalities for goodness. And, and this is really what my heart told me when I was listening to some of what you're you're working on now. Um, how do we help people from really any income, but you have some particular supports for low-income families, first access that two-year program and go on to access that four-year, whichever they're really looking for for their aspirations, right? So I really wanted to talk about that, the quality of the programs, the depths of the programs that you have, but also how you really specifically offer that support. But I think probably the first part for listeners to understand kind of the core values of the school. You're already speaking to this chance to hide a little bit about you know, the poor handmaids and the sisters of St. Francis, both coming from Germany, both having a core charism and a core mm -hmm. similar vision. And that made perfect sense then for Marion to do this um, joint venture of Marion and Silla. So I think the way you talk about it is to have four core pillars. Is that right? Well, there's, I'll start with values. Yeah, Because when you and I were chatting about the shared values between that of the Franciscan sisters yes. and the poor handmaids of Jesus Christ, and as I said, you may have to uh, change a comma or maybe a couple small words here and there, but, but they're it's the very, same very similar. So I'll sure. share that the values 
are to reflect prayerfully on the Gospels to determine the ways we can advance the dignity of the individual. Awesome. Peace and justice, reconciliation, and responsible stewardship. And those are very similar from both the poor handmaids of Jesus sure. Christ as well as the Franciscan sisters. Those are our beautiful core values. Seriously. I mean, dignity of the human person already came through in what you were talking about. And again, having five staff mm -hmm. dedicated to student well-being, you know, for a relatively smaller student body, that's that's impressive. But hearing just prayerful support of the gospels, I mean, all of them are just kudos to Mary and Ancilla for really taking our faith very seriously and really investing in that. So if that's your core philosophy, how you enact the goodness that you've you've created certainly makes sense. So let's mm. let's dial right in there. So I've, you know, and, and somebody will actually have the link, of course, to your website in our sure. program description Please. so people can really hop right mm. over and they can read about these scholarships. But you've really articulated to me a vision of helping students mm -hmm. access higher education. So just give a listener a little bit about what that sounds like, some of the scholarship offerings that you have. And sure. of course, then that transfer scholarship to Mary. And I, I really want us to talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll start with just the mission and vision great. of Marion University. And so the mission is to be a great Catholic university that is dedicated to achieving excellence in learning through teaching, through research, through scholarly activities, Yep. That prepares transformative leaders to uh, be leaders in service to the world. And so awesome. that is the the mission and vision of Marion University. And we do that in the Franciscan liberal arts tradition. Right. And so to your question about uh, how we go about that, I'll bring up the Marion University promise. Yes. And because to me, it's what it is. This is a promise to the families, to the students of whom we serve and so we share Marion University students will be exceptionally well-prepared for a good life and professional pursuits through an education illuminated by the light of faith and mm. grounded in values and ethics of which we yep. just discussed, yep. through challenging academic programs supported by a vibrant, caring community that guides students in achieving excellence when I talked about our student success and engagement oh, program, yes. right. as well as all the other faculty and staff on our, on our campus. Also, innovative, active, and engaged approach to learning on campus and beyond. So I've referenced that experiential learning. Yes. Uh, I can share with you throughout a, a rather long career in education that started in the last century that it is very important <laughs> to afford students the opportunity to take what they're learning in their classrooms and not only apply it during that classroom setting, but also have opportunities to learn and utilize those skills and knowledge outside of the classroom. Yeah, I remember Chancellor talking with you before he came on the air, especially in, in your ag degree. So in mm -hmm. agriculture, this is really a focus for you all. And you were really walking me through, I mean, some of the relationships you have with some of the local that are in fact actually global companies, mm -hmm. but locally based, um, some even locally headquartered. That's correct. To actually place some of your students, right? So. How do you get intentional about that? I mean, you certainly have some tie-in directly with some of your staff and some of the, the corporate world there. We do. We do. Uh, I'll share with you that fourth promise just quickly is focus on leadership. And so we refer to preparing students. We call it this. It's trustworthy, healthy, inquisitive, and skilled leaders. Sure. And so how do we do that with the companies, as you brought up, with the organizations and companies that we engage with? And so essentially the goal is to be able to start with companies that are throughout our region. And so it may be St. Joe's, it may be Mishawaka, Marshall County, it may be in Fort Wayne, et cetera. Sure. There's an array of companies that we collaborate with that allows for students to have these types of opportunities. First, we start with inviting individuals from those companies to present in our classrooms. Oh, brilliant. 
And then from there, we pick up and we ask for them to afford an invitation for companies, to be, uh, excuse me, students to be able to come and visit the companies. Nice. The next step is being able to identify case study opportunities. Sure. So what is something that the companies are specifically truly looking at? And how could an alternative perception be of value to them? Mm-hmm. You know, I always share, you know, I happen to have a third grader. And I have a seventh grader, and my children are what some refer to as technical natives. Okay, they've yeah. had oh, yeah, that, sure, yeah. they've had that yeah. iPad or that oh, cell yes. phone in their hand for a long period of time. Right, and but they that's just part of their educational process. Right, and so for many individuals, by allowing for our students to be engaged in case studies, it allows for maybe a slightly different perception of how technology can even play in developing ideal circumstances for the future or opportunities for the future. And so those are- I love the roadmap, right? So you you first have this experience where a student can actually meet people from the company within Mm -hmm. the classroom, Mm -hmm. hearing from industry leaders, Maybe that's even a chance for them to step up. You know, maybe maybe they're going to dress up sometime and and just show, put their best foot forward, right? Uh, But then when the time comes for them to actually go tour the company, to really start to transition from student to, in fact- professional, ready to go into the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that, maybe some opportunities for internships or other direct work, right? Absolutely. So you have case studies that happen in the classroom settings. But to your point, we're also focused on internships that afford students the opportunity to start those in, in the latter part of the spring semester and then have a great internship and an income opportunity as well for students because right. we all know a oh, lot yeah. of them are hoping yeah. to make a little bit of, of money over the summertime. But allowing them to be able to do that in the career area of which they very much want to focus their time and energy. Awesome. And so building all those together and then obviously networking events because we want the companies to feel as if they have an opportunity to meet their future workforce. We want a great partnership that way that they have a trust with you that you are fielding really strong candidates. Mm-hmm. And so they could they can come out of the two year and, and go that route, but the four year. And I definitely want to talk to you more about that. But let me let me pause for one minute Please. on the four year. Get Brian back into thinking a little bit about. So they've got this wonderful opportunity for active learning on campus in their mm-hmm. classrooms, experiential learning. Mm-hmm. But another huge experience is, is their extracurricular and athletic world. And I was just thinking about it while while I was listening and considering the goodness that you really offer your students. And again, the growth you've had is to really be commended. But still a small student body for sixteen current sports, eighteen to be. That's phenomenal. So what what are some of your probably most enrolled sports from a student perspective? Where where do you see like the biggest rosters? Uh, biggest interest. Typically our big campus? roster would be baseball, men's basketball, men's soccer. Okay. Our typical the bigger rosters that we have. Men's yeah. basketball has a JV team. Oh, nice. Men's soccer has a JV team. And baseball is just a big sport in general. Yes. You know, they always have. America's pastime. You know, I know yeah. football gives us a run anymore, but it is still the nation's uh, historic pastime and you know, yeah. I think the women's soccer too had a yeah, large, women, yeah, women, yeah, large uh, women's soccer top. was at one point our largest uh, roster this year. Awesome, but in the past, typically it would be those three sports. Okay, um, so and just for a listener too, because I think levels of collegiate sports give us a little bit of a backstory on that. So, like, what division are you all competing within? Uh, so, there's three three levels to that. The first level would be the MCCAA, the Michigan Athletic Association. Okay. Uh, then there's the next step up would be our region. We're a part of region 12 okay. yep. uh, of the country. So there's yep. several regions, 24 regions in oh, the country. Nice. Okay. And we're in region 12. And then the third level would be the national, yep. uh, the NJCAA, uh, National uh, Junior College Athletic Association. So those are the three levels that we're a part of. Our conference has 21 colleges in it. Nice. Um, soon to be 22. Okay. We had another college just get admitted 
they'll be competing in the fall. How far um, wide ranging? Are we seeing more of a Midwest concentration? Are they all over the all nation? All of them are in Michigan. Okay. We're the all only right. school in Indiana. Really? Every all single, right. so 21 of the 22 are all in Michigan. Yeah. So Michigan's filled with ju- junior colleges. Yeah. Uh, and we're the only one from Indiana. So we're the outsider yes. uh, of that group. But, you know, we've competed in that conference and made some noise. Well, I think that's why there's the uh, Michiana wording, right? So it's like you're you're within the uh, the region for sure. Mm-hmm. But I love that wording of making some noise in, in it. That's that's great. So, uh, you know, not to go through every sport and everything, cause just, just to keep it succinct for a listener, but what's one or two successes for your teams you've been particularly proud of? Um, our bowling team won a national championship 2019. Nice. Uh, men's basketball's had a couple of t- seasons, uh, ranked number one in the country. One awesome. year they were undefeated. All right. Uh, been to nationals twice. Awesome. Um, Your basketball program's really at a strong level then. Yes. Undefeated yeah. at any level of plays a serious accomplishment. Very hard to do. Yes. How many games more, are you playing roughly in a season? 30. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's serious. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. So um, our men's soccer teams placed third at nationals. Uh, we had some, we had sent some, uh, wrestlers to nationals as well, cross country. We sent a couple cross country runners, uh, to national and they, they, they competed. So you know? really across the board, you're yeah. really investing We've with also, that spirit of competitiveness. Uh, yeah. hosted a national tournament golf three times. All right. Our college has hosted it, which is, isn't a, you know, what that's, course that, do you host on? That's Swan Lake. Okay. That's where Great. we host it. Uh, and they, we just got another bid to, to host again this year, sure. 2023. Well, one of the things you just added, Brian, was just the network of schools in Michigan as junior colleges. But that's like the perfect segue back to where we just were with Chancellor mm-hmm. Height. And of course, we're all together here in this. But there's this beautiful promise where if a student's really pursuing that two-year degree, they've got so many different pathways. Mm-hmm. And I do want to kind of give the listener a sense of what those are in just a minute. But the four-year and the transfer scholarship, getting the Marion campus, I mean, I thought this was such an innovative way to support a family's desire for higher education mm-hmm. and a person's desire for it. You know? Absolutely. I'll just set the table for a moment to give an explanation. So when our campus became Marion Universities and Silla College, all of our degree programs are Marion University degree programs. And keep in mind, Marion University offers associate's degrees, bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, and doctorate degrees. Yep. And so what this affords students is the opportunity to be able to pursue the whole those, range, the whole yeah. range. Yep. Absolutely. And so as you look at our associate degree programs, the curricula was redeveloped. In fact, it's the curricula that is utilized in your freshman and sophomore year with some additions to make sure that it culminates as a whole associate's degree. But when you complete that business or when you complete that exercise science or when you complete that liberal arts, et cetera, degrees, then you've taken the identical classes that allow you to simply transition to complete your bachelor's degree as well. Yes. And so you're not in a scenario where, in all sincerity, I transferred while I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. And I lost. I was only at one institution for one year. I shifted to another institution, and I lost nine credits. That's three classes. That Truth be told, the average students setback. only take 10 classes average each year. So I lost nearly a third of my classes in that transition. So this is excellent because it's not only ensuring that the credits transfer, but the material, the information, what you're learning is is the same curricula across the board. And so to your point, once you complete that associate's degree, you are awarded with an opportunity and it's rather significant where it's a transition scholarship for Marion University to pursue that bachelor's degree. What's that equate to? It's 47% of the total cost of education for your junior and senior year. It's a serious amount of money. It's a serious amount of money. And so it's a a great 
advantage for families yes. that are looking to say, okay, I want to stay possibly local or come up to our campus. Uh, we have both individuals that are living on campus in the dorms, but we also have individuals that are commuting, our students, but it affords them the opportunity to, I call it a tiered system where they experience success each two years. Sure. So they're going to experience yes. success right. if they so desire with their associate's degree. Now, some students may very well share that they want to go into their career, and that's absolutely excellent. We're going to be able to provide them support to do so. But many students are going to want to pursue that bachelor's degree. Yeah. And so then two years later, they have success in their bachelor's degree. And many students may even want to pursue their master's degree after that, yet another two years. So it really is truly a tiered program that provides students great options and opportunity. Well, I think just the tie-in then on the coaching side is, you know, if you think about a se- an undefeated season, right? Mm-hmm. Each game is its own moment of victory. Each game is its own moment of focus and hard work, just like the two-year steps, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, as a student really works to to earn that first associates. And then if they if they are in the working world, you've set up that experiential learning, that partnership mm-hmm. for them to go right there. If they're looking for that bachelor's degree, they have an automatic mm-hmm. transfer. There's no lost credits. But again, 47% of the cost, that's just an amazing modality of goodness. Where do you find that out there? And the, you really don't is the point, right? But we're, we're very blessed that there's individuals throughout Indiana that really believe in this. And yes. so it's through their generosity that we're able to provide this opportunity. And, and to your point, you know, we provide that opportunity just to literally transition. It's not even a transfer because you're a Mary University student. You're earning Mary University degree programs. Right. And even on our campus, for an example, we have your bachelor's of science in nursing. So that's all four years on our campus. We begin the bachelor's in elementary education, the Klipsch Educator College, that provides students in elementary education the opportunity to not only get their their bachelor's degree, but also through a, a wonderful program that offers students a residency option a lot of people think residency and they think medical school. Sure, right. Well, this is a residency option that allows you to get residency in your K through 12 schools while also earning your master's. So okay. all this is coming uh, wow. down uh, the pike in just a very near future for our students at MUAC. Wow. Well, you know, being in the industry with you, we need more educators in our world and in our nation particularly, and certainly in Indiana and in the Midwest, right? So Absolutely. glory be to God that you're all working on it. It's great. Yeah, and then just to add to what Chancellor, well said, by the way, Chancellor, <laughs> Uh, on the transfer, I am. I have met even this morning three more forty-six high schools. Uh, right to this point, and I talk about that transfer, Scott. It's eye-popping. Yes. These athletic directors. Yes. Uh, that we offer that, and they're very intrigued and they want to know more. Yeah. Uh, so these meetings that I'm having with these ads has been very frugal. Well, and you know what, forty-six. I mean, what a great tour circuit that you have to to meet some of the high schools and mm-hmm. think about how many students you're reaching with that. Yeah. And I think, Chancellor Height, you were telling me that, I, w- I want to say starting tuition for Ancilla is going to be 19000 19850 which is your most affordable private education in the state I was just going to say that Indiana. same. I mean, I didn't know that particular yep. fact, mm-hmm. but you look at private cost of education now, 50000 60 yep. even, you know, so or say you're in the 30s or 40s, mm-hmm. you're still better than halfway of that, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? And then you all have a number of scholarships to support with the base cost right off the gate anyway. Absolutely. I'll share uh, private education is much more affordable than, than families may consider. Yes. Uh, you know, that's why I address that. Find the right fit for you student families and then identify the cost structure to that. Because yes. to your point, Zach, when you look at our scholarship programs, first and foremost, 
Indiana is it provides some great uh, financing for families. And so if you think you have the federal government that provides Pell Grants, mm-hmm. but then also Indiana has 21st Century Scholars as well yes. as the Franco Bannon program. And so Franco Bannon, for an example, will offer for private education up to $12,400 next fall. Wow. And so when you put it's a huge all, amount of money it's again. It's a huge amount of right. money again. So when you put all these support programs based upon obviously financial need, right. then you apply Mary University and Silla College scholarships. Example, some that most folks wouldn't anticipate. To have a Catholic scholarship, it yes. means you're a practicing Catholic. Yeah. Catholic. Obviously, we want to make sure that we get verification of that, but right. we're hoping you'd be very involved in the continued development of your faith and spiritual yes. journey, as well as as your peers. And so there's a very healthy scholarship for that. We also have student success scholarships based upon your GPA success at the high school level. Yes. And those will cover anything from 10 to 40% of your tuition. That's amazing. Uh, when you look at our bachelor's degree programs, because again, our bachelor's degree programs are the bachelor's degree programs at Marion University in Indianapolis. So it's the same cost structure, but we're excited that those go all the way up to 47% dependent wow. upon your GPA. So there's ample amount of funding that is available. I mean, you've got to hope right now that we've got seriously some high school seniors tuning in, their moms and dads tuning in, mm-hmm. or juniors, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because this is incredible. It mm-hmm. is. And if you're a 21st century scholar student, I, I have a personal uh, favoritism for that. And this sure. is why I served on the 21st Century Scholars Advisory Council for the state of Indiana for a handful of years. Fantastic. Uh, in fact, uh, the individual that helps lead our enrollment team on Mary University and Silicon College, Kelly, she also was the Northwest Indiana 21st Century Scholar representative for over a decade. Really? And so wow. you've got a lot of buy-in for that. And I share that because uh, we provide now a 100% tuition 21st Century Scholar Scholarship. Wow. And so we pair that with your federal and state aid, and you're going to have your whole tuition covered. I mean, uh, if you're a 21st that's Century incredible. Scholar. Absolutely. It, Where it's a can you program. find that? Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? awesome. So God is really doing, and and again, like not only having your tuition covered and having the great quality of program, mm-hmm. but then the wealth of extracurricular and athletic. And I'll, I have to pick your brain too about, because you've mentioned some clubs as well, because, Please. you know, I think every healthy college looks to say, we serve athletes. We want athletes to develop here. Mm-hmm. We serve those who are not interested in pursuing athletics, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that would be one. But let me even back up for one minute. We've named some of your programs, but mm-hmm. I don't think we've even covered them all. So I, you've mentioned business, certainly yes. in education. I know that you mentioned exercise science and liberal arts. So I, yes. I, I got four of them. Absolutely. Now, of course, we talked to agriculture a little bit, and the experiential learning there is huge. Mm-hmm. And that's in business as well. Okay. As well as in our vet nursing program. Oh, I think the experiential is throughout all your programs, uh, period. Yes, yes. I mean, that's, that's a real— That's the goal. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to provide students—and you laugh, but I'll give myself a personal example— uh, when the IT professional comes to help me out yes. with something that I'm stumped on. Sure, right. If I don't begin to use that right away and I plan on tapping into what he or she shared with me yes. about two weeks from now, I'm calling the IT person again. Right. And so it is making sure that not only do you learn this information and these skills, but you utilize those. Yes. And so to your point, uh, that experiential learning in our Bachelor's of Science and Nursing program. In your clinicals, we have an incredible lab that actually just opened last month. Okay. Yeah, and I'm excited. It's it's the, <clears throat> excuse me, Leap Foundation provided some great support. This is a million-dollar lab. That's pretty serious. That allows for <laughs> students' state-of-the-art experience. Okay. Uh, where they're, and when I've watched it, it's amazing, where they are practicing what they learn 
on these mannequins that literally can give birth. They can have strokes. They can have heart attacks. And so what allows for is you have individuals in a control room that through the technology can share with you, even if you're giving the Heimlich or if you're providing chest compressions, it shares how to adjust your your technique wow. to be able to provide the best I mean, outcome for students. I'm actually stunned right now. If it's you had asked me before we became on the air today, mm-hmm. you know, are there right now in the world, are there mannequins that are capable of simulating a stroke or childbirth or you know, any of these conditions. I just said, no, that's not in existence just yet. And you have them in your lab right now. It's amazing. And and again, through the generosity uh, of many, including Leap Foundation, Hardesty, et cetera, that we were able to provide these simulation rooms. But then you go into the lab and you can then watch yourself on the screen TV. And then we can actually see how your, how your practice is. You see how you're doing it. We have all the beds set up again with mannequins where you then practice yet again. Then you have clinicals with your hospital systems throughout northern Indiana sure. that provide yeah. for that experiential learning. So that happens. We also have a state-of-the-art veterinarian nursing program. It was actually just built a couple mm, years yep. ago. Awesome. Uh, it's an incredible program. Uh, today, we already talked about business. We talked about exercise science. Individuals yep. might ask, what is exercise science? Well, you sure. think about a uh, gentleman, ironically, uh, that helped me. Uh, he's a doctor of physical therapy. He helped me. I had a little bit of tennis elbow. Yeah, I played tennis sure. throughout high okay. school. Yeah. And he started in exercise science. He okay. said, Joe, that's the career you start with. If you want to be get involved in physical therapy and, and other similar programs, mm-hmm. you're going to start there and then pursue your doctor's yes. degree from there. So that is exercise science and Great. providing those experiences. But as we shared education, both high school, secondary, as well as elementary, and then liberal arts programs from history to communications, from biology, to human services. I mean, and it's beyond that. You have English, et cetera, in our liberal arts programs as well. So there is truly a nice plethora of six different specializations in terms of degree programs with other specializations built in those. And I know you told me that the bulk, in fact, I think all but maybe one, and the one is high quality, but intended to be a two-year culmination, but all of the others have that option for transferring right off to Marion and then uh, ending with Absolutely. the Absolutely. In fact, I'll share with you in terms of agriculture, because we chatted about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're very blessed. Uh, Dr. Natalie Tucker, she joined us from Purdue University, and she wanted to ensure, because that's one of the very few programs at Marion University, Indianapolis, when the uh, when the <clears throat> opportunity presented for us to be able to uh, share the uh, Ancilla campus yes. with the poor handmaids of Jesus Christ and their missions, that she joined us and restructured the curriculum where if students wanted to pursue ag within Purdue University, they're taking the identical classes awesome. as well. So that's, that's, that's a very exciting opportunity. And to your point, the vet nursing program is one of the unique ones where it is, it is an intense program. Uh, but it allows for students to complete their veterinarian uh, credentials uh, in a two-year window of time. And, and so that's a very exciting program that, that oh, a lot what of a students huge step for their career and, and then yeah. to be able to work in that profession. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I was thinking, too, about the growth, so you were mentioning, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 24% uh, growth this year. Uh, first-time students, yes, first-time, full-time. And was it a 38% improvement in retention? Was that It hearing? was, yes. Yeah, and so over the years incredible. of Ancilla, we looked at the— uh, a handful of years leading up to when we got involved. So there has been a 38% increase since that average. One, well, and, and I got to think that the athletic programs are a huge part of that. And you were mentioning going to, you know, 18, and I should have asked, 
It's probably in that it would be both girls and boys cross country, men's and women's, I should say. Correct, yeah. See, I'm at the grade school level, so I keep saying girls and boys, so forgive me for that. I got to say women's and men's, you know. Yeah, so when we yeah. say we offer 18 sports, men's and women's cross country is considered two right. sports. Yeah, no, so. but you do have 18 programs. Yeah. And you got to think about your coaches and the well being and the development and growth of all those players. And then, of course, they're on their own com- competitions or meets or whatever. So, no, you have 18 sports, but I, you know, I wanted to ask and, and make sure I had that right. But, that growth, and and I did mean to ask too about just some of the extracurricular because you've Please. mentioned, uh, you know, some of your professors also serving in that advisory role. That's I think right. that's, and staff as well. I think that's probably throughout, but mm-hmm. then maybe some of them are also offering that kind of club leader role. Is there one or two clubs for either of you on campus that students seem to be pretty pretty amped up about? You know, this last year or one of these semesters you've had. Mm, student government Absolutely. is one student that government. I think has been. Re- I've been there eight years, and it's. The most lively I've ever seen it. That's great. Kids most more, most, you know, before that there was kids, you were begging them to run for president or vice president or secretary. Now we got a whole bunch of people that are trying to run for those positions. Great. Trying to be leaders. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly the core values, you said leadership was directly spelled out as one of the core pillars. It That's is. coming to life, you know. And I'll share you, your Phi Theta Kappa, which is based upon academic excellence. But we also have, we want individuals to get out and about. So we have your creative arts clubs. Oh, great. Uh, on our campus, there's an or- there's a facility called Moon Tree. It was one of the missions of the poor handmaids of Jesus Christ. Okay. And so there's pottery opportunities oh, there. Nice. There's woodworking opportunities okay. there. There's even the ability to work with fabrics. Okay. Uh, but even beyond that, you have creative arts because we work with, you have in Plymouth, there's an array of different Reese theaters where oh, it's a yes. theater that allows okay. you to enact. You also have the Wild Rose, which is more music-based. And so opportunities for those creative arts. And the performing arts too, yeah. yeah. Creative arts students to be involved. That's great. Also share that, uh, as I shared, travel club. We want students to be able to get out and about. So that's another one of those clubs that allows for opportunities for them to enjoy Chicago and beyond. Yes. And we want to be able to expose students to an array of different experiences. Well, and really, I I never asked you before you came on, but you really can't be that far from Chicago. How far would it be roughly if, if traffic was cooperating? Probably about an hour and a half. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's a wonderful, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think Mm -hmm. about what you're offering your students there for that just other opportunity to Mm -hmm. to get out and see one of the world's finest cities, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, awesome. And then we head down to Marion University as well, because Marion University has a very robust in Indianapolis. Uh, They have a robust theater program and other arts as well. And so the the combination of all these. Well, yeah, and going back down to main campus, two hours at most, I'm going to guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's great. What a what a profound offering. So, again, for a listener, just uh, noting that your website is in the program description because I think if somebody's got a you know a senior right now and they're still trying to really figure out what what are we really pursuing next year, mm-hmm. especially if they have a junior, sophomore, freshman, whatever. If they're you know if they're thinking about their college future, they have a lot to learn about Ancilla and definitely uh, click on that link and and check out all the great programs. So that's awesome. Well, for our listeners who follow the show regularly, we always tie this back to the Holy Spirit. And I think it's been kind of obvious in that you are so committed to finding families and finding students who seek to invest in higher education who may not have been able to. Mm-hmm. And you're active. I mean, Brian, you shared 46 schools in a touring center. I mean, you are actively seeking out those families. And I think our church, you know, if you think about Pope Francis really asking us in new evangelization to, to go out and be bearers of Christ's mm-hmm. love, clearly poor handmaids, Ancestors of St. Francis share that. You all are living that. Like you're you're really looking for ways 
to take this good news out and share and, and find more students. And the recent growth you've had is, is just a compelling sign of God's blessing there too. I would you agree. Know. You know, I, I, I'd be remiss not to share Stacy's great work as our campus minister. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just, tell us about it. She's done an incredible job at expanding opportunities for our students. In fact, uh, the student athletes uh, just brought on the campus this year. A, a new club. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Christian, uh, fellow Christian athletes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've, I've so heard they started that. this new club. Okay. Uh, we had a kid who came from Don Bosco. Yes. Prep. Uh, he was a part of the at right. Laporte High School. Yes. He started at Laporte High School, came from 10 students to like 140. Wow. This The one kid, Ethan, grew it himself. He was that on fire with he all his yeah. lead. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and he's doing the same thing on our campus. He was all around in the lunch cafeteria, everywhere, yeah. you know, trying to get kids to sign up in his it might be one of our biggest clubs. I'm not I sure. I think but, it's about the biggest yeah. club right now. Because I of think, him, he's very eager. Isn't that amazing? Lead, lead people to Christ. Yeah. I think when you find somebody so on fire for the Lord, and clearly you both are, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, that's infectious in the best way, right? Like there are people who just, there's something in your heart that responds to that. Mm-hmm. And when you mm-hmm. find a young person who can really share that fire of the Lord's love, glory be to God to hear that growth. Yeah, and that's serious. Awesome. Our serious Bible enrollment. study club has been growing because we're a Catholic university, but we're yeah. obviously extremely open to all faith traditions. And so yeah. we want all students to feel welcome. And well, so isn't there's that a funny? variety of I think there's this like conception in, in just different Protestant churches that the Catholic church is somehow, you know, not informed by or not aware of or not willing to read the Bible, however you want to interpret that. Mm. And we are inherently scriptural. Like, yes, tradition obviously is something we believe that informs. But um, yeah, you know, the Lord gave us his word, mm-hmm. right? So of course we love scripture. But that's amazing that you're finding that as a bridge, right? So if you're looking to bring together all Christian different denominations and, and where can we find that commonality of the Lord's love? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's so great. But I do always chuckle at that because I think there really is that. So, you know, my mom grew up in, in the classic Bible Belt and you know, in a Protestant church and whatnot. And, and the family was really, I mean, I, my dad grew up as a cradle Catholic and my mom actually converted before she met my dad, but I've learned that. I mean, this is all an aside, but it's just, it's a funny commentary, but what a grace that you all in your programming knew that this type of a club would really give your students yet another way to bond with one another and with mm-hmm. the Lord. So kudos to Marion and Silla. That's fantastic. Well, as we kind of move to a close, we're, we're going to formally close in a minute or two with prayer and just ask God's blessing on, on our listeners today and on Marion and Silla. You know, and again, hopefully directing some new minds and hearts to your website to learn more. But we end uh, all of our episodes with two tips for family life. So if somebody's listening, they say, well, this is great, but you know, my oldest right now is five. So I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> you know, I'm not there yet. Right. right? And, and they've got it filed away, but um, we always just try to end with two tips. And I think, again, you all have, have inspired my heart with this idea of just new efforts, new modalities for goodness. And so, you know, that same theme, where could a family find that? And, you know, for my wife and I, our children are, our oldest is older than five, but, you know, they're younger yet. And mm-hmm. we think about, well, okay, enacting family routines. So if we start to try to get a chores list together and we find that, well, you know, maybe this isn't really working, that our, our kids aren't learning that chore just yet, or they're not holding uh, to it the way we thought, we have to be willing to reinvent that wheel. And I think that's a, just one tip for family life of look at your family as your, quote, program, right? Because you're looking at your actual program mm-hmm. at Ancilla. Um, but where is there an opportunity to reinvent that goodness? And it might mean changing a chore routine. It might mean, okay, my kids are committed to X activities, maybe too few, maybe too many, and maybe, you know, adjusting that, but being willing to look at it mm-hmm. and kind of reimagine what it could look like, which I really think Ensel is doing with the entire path to higher ed. So, Zach, I will share uh, for those families that do have younger children. Yes. Uh, we do 
have programs and they'll be promoted here just beginning in January. Okay. Summer camp programs. Oh, fun. So allow for students, as to your point, junior high, high school students to be yeah. able to explore some of their interests. And so do keep it out, look out for that as well if you're a family that's interested. And you'll post that on your website as well? Yes. See, now that's brilliant because not only are you, you know, of course, certainly helping your own mission and, and finding new pathways, but you're really helping families mm. start to find a comfort level with, well, what does a college even look like? Mm. You know, and maybe that family has never had anyone in its history go to college. Mm. Maybe they've had everyone go, but they're, you know, they've moved, they don't know the area, whatever it is, right? And maybe they're new parents and they don't know how to be a guide to their young child about looking on a college campus. So that's a brilliant way to do that. We have many first new generation being the first in their family to go to college. And so it's an awesome mission to be able to provide those students balance because you have a lot of students whose grandparents or great grandparents may have gone to college, but also an array of students from a variety of different ethnic backgrounds and economic backgrounds that are experiencing this for the first time with their families. And so to your point, the opportunity to allow for that growth in family. Yeah. That allow for them to develop and allow them to learn and experience and develop their own spiritual and faith traditions is is one of the things that is extremely important. No, it's great. I'm, I'm excited to see what you all offer for your first run at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll check that out myself for sure. But, um, well, anyway, a second tip is just, too, enacting in, in that goodness. So, you know, looking at the family routines, what's the chores look like? What is uh, kind of the family activity? But another is just to start to imbue the family with some service. And I think families of young children sometimes think, well, that's beyond my reach. You know, they have to simply be older. There are a few institutions in Fort Wayne that if you serve as a family, you can have seven-year-old and older as long as mom or dad is with them. But even at its most basic level, where in your neighborhood, where in your community is somebody that, you know, maybe they're elderly, maybe they're just sick and they, and they can't break their leaves and they can't, you know, trim the bushes or whatever it is. Being aware of that family and offering that help as a family might be one way to do that. So some tips now, but I think the idea that Ancilla is really offering Students now in high school, there is a pathway for you, whatever your life circumstances are. And that pathway can be a two-year pathway, and we're going to connect you with experiences to make you successful as an employee, you know, in the workforce. But that can be a four-year pathway, and that can be a master's pathway, and that can even be a doctoral pathway if, if that's where the Lord's calling you. So... I think that's a perfect place to close with prayer and to really ask the Lord's blessing on y'all for mm-hmm. continued growth and, and on all the students right now of Mary and Insula and the more to come. So let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, we thank you so much for this time with Mary and Insula. We ask that you would bless their entire community, Lord. Allow them to grow in your goodness. May your Holy Spirit fill them with the fire of your love. And may these opportunities for families truly become known to them and truly inspire many to come. Lord, we ask for your blessing on all listeners of our show. We ask that you continue to help us grow as disciples of your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, listeners. Tune in next week for more Spirit in the Schools. You've been listening to Spirit in the Schools. Zach Coyle has been your producer and host. This episode was edited by Tony Marks. And for more information, go to spokestreet.com slash spirit. Spirit in the schools.